Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into Rationality by Steven Pinker. Published in 2021, Rationality is a compelling exploration of the faculty that distinguishes humans from other species, our capacity for reason. This profound ability not only propels individual and collective advancement, but is also foundational to creating a just and equitable society. Pinker masterfully argues that rationality isn't confined to personal endeavors, but is integral to the functioning of our most esteemed institutions. Stephen Pinker, the Johnstone Family Professor of Psychology at Harvard University, is an internationally acclaimed author with a track record of influential publications. A member of the National Academy of Sciences and recognized as one of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People, Pinker has consistently contributed valuable insights into human behavior and societal progress. His previous works, including Enlightenment Now and The Better Angels of Our Nature, have not only won him numerous awards, but have also established him as a leading global thinker, according to Foreign Policy magazine. Rationality is a must-read for those intrigued by the potential of human cognition. From aspiring rationalists and philosophical minds to lovers of grand ideas, it's a book that challenges us to harness our inherent ability to think critically and reason effectively, pushing us towards a future where logic and clarity prevail. Join us as we uncover the essence of rationality and its crucial role in shaping a more rational world. Rationality. What it is, why it's scarce, and how to get more. Introduction. Unlock the power of rational thinking. In the quest to understand the world around us, humans have always grappled with the concept of rationality. Although attaining perfect rationality might be as elusive as a mirage in the desert, the belief in an objective truth has been our compass. This guiding principle has not only shaped civilizations, but also enabled humankind to achieve what once seemed impossible. Imagine the profound impact rational thinking has had on our world. It propelled astronauts to the moon, turned the tide against deadly diseases by eradicating smallpox, sparked the information revolution with the invention of computers, and, in the face of a global health crisis, led to the creation of a vaccine in record time. These monumental achievements beg the question, what is the secret behind the power of rationality? Our journey delves into the very heart of rationality, uncovering the rules that govern it and how we can harness its potential to transform our lives and the world around us. Along this fascinating adventure, you'll discover intriguing insights. Firstly, why sometimes, Choosing not to know something is actually a strategic and rational decision. This concept challenges our intuitive belief that more knowledge is always better. Secondly, the tale of counting horse teeth becomes an unexpected lesson on the scientific method, illustrating how rational inquiry can lead to enlightenment and, occasionally, to surprising truths. Lastly, explore the paradox of how our dread of being taken advantage of can sometimes undermine public services and the collective good. Embark on this exploration of rationality and equip yourself with the knowledge to make sense of the world in a more logical and discerning way.
Part 1. Exploring Rationality. The Bridge Between Knowledge and Achievement. Understanding what it means to be rational can feel like trying to catch fog. The concept seems to slip through our fingers just when we think we've got a grip on it. Turning to dictionaries might send us spinning in circles with definitions like rational means having reason, which borrows from ratio, Latin for reason, again. However, looking through the lens of philosophy offers us a more tangible grasp on rationality. Philosophers distill rationality into the ability to employ knowledge in pursuit of our goals. But let's unpack that a bit. When we talk about knowledge here, we're referring to beliefs that are not only true but justified. Acting on baseless or false beliefs is the antithesis of rational behavior. Yet, rationality transcends the realm of mere factual accuracy. It empowers us to take action, to turn thought into reality. Here's the core revelation. Rationality is a means to an end. To illuminate this point, let's revisit an insightful observation from 1890 by American philosopher William James. He contrasted the behaviors of rational beings with inanimate objects by comparing the movement of iron filings toward a magnet to the legendary love story of Romeo and Juliet. While both the filings and Romeo are drawn to their respective magnets, the filings are stumped by a simple barrier. They press against a card placed over the magnet, unable to reach their desire. Romeo and Juliet, on the other hand, confront obstacles with creativity and determination. For instance, Romeo, thwarted in his direct path to Juliet, doesn't give up. He scales walls to reach her. The lovers plot and strategize to overcome the barriers imposed by their feuding families. What William James underscored here is a key distinction. While non-rational entities like the iron filings have a fixed approach, rational beings like Romeo and Juliet adjust their strategies to achieve their fixed goals. This, in essence, showcases human rationality, our unique capacity to navigate around obstacles by finding alternative paths to our goals. This adaptability and problem-solving prowess underline what it means to be rational. It isn't just about thinking true thoughts, but using those thoughts as tools to achieve our dreams and objectives. Part 2. Navigating Life's Tug of War. How Rationality Guides Our Choices. Imagine standing at a crossroads where each direction is marked by our passions, love, ambition, comfort, and the desire for good health, to name a few. These passions fuel our goals, but often they pull us in different directions, creating a tug of war of desires within us. This brings us to a crucial question. How do we choose which path to follow when our passions conflict? The insight of David Hume, an 18th century Scottish philosopher, sheds light on this dilemma. Hume proposed that our goals stem from our passions, our desires, drives, and emotions. In his view, reason exists to serve these passions, meaning that logic alone doesn't dictate what we should want. Our goals are, in a sense, irrational. They exist outside the domain of rational judgment. Yet, acknowledging that reason is the slave of the passions doesn't advocate for irrationality. On the contrary, it emphasizes the pivotal role of rationality when we're caught between competing desires. Here lies the heart of the matter. Rationality helps you decide between passions. Life's complexity is born from the fact that we seldom want just one thing. 
the dance between hedonism and health, ambition and altruism, exemplifies the predicaments we often find ourselves in. The indulgence of too much cake conflicts with our desire for a healthy physique, just as a cutthroat approach to career advancement can lead to isolation and the loss of valuable relationships. Our children, our health, our happiness, each demands a share of our attention, and not all can be satisfied at once. So, how does one navigate these turbulent waters? This is where rationality takes center stage, offering a tool to weigh our competing goals against each other. Consider the common predicament of choosing between the immediate gratification of hedonism and the long-term benefits of health. A humorous perspective from a New Yorker cartoon suggests that the additional years gained from a healthy lifestyle arrive during our twilight years, humorously questioning their value. Yet, a rational examination reveals that a healthy lifestyle not only extends our years, but enhances their quality, making health a more valuable goal than the fleeting pleasures of hedonism. The trade-off between unchecked ambition and the cultivation of meaningful relationships illustrates a similar conundrum. While aggressive tactics might yield short-term gains, they can alienate those around us, potentially sabotaging future success and fulfillment. In essence, rationality empowers us to prioritize our goals, taking into account their long-term value and the broader context of our lives. It is this ability to think strategically about our desires, to weigh them against each other, that allows us to make choices today that our future selves will be grateful for. Part 3. Embracing Ignorance and Self-Restraint, A Lesson in Rationality Contrary to the popular adage that knowledge is power, there are circumstances where not knowing can actually be a strategic, rational choice. Similarly, willingly constraining our own options can serve as an effective tactic against the weaknesses of our own willpower. These concepts might seem counterintuitive at first glance, yet they encapsulate an invaluable lesson in maneuvering through life's temptations and biases. Consider the legendary tale from the Odyssey, where Odysseus, the story's hero, faces the perilous song of the sirens. His successful navigation past this danger does not come from overpowering the temptation, but rather from intentionally limiting his ability to succumb to it. By tying himself to the mast and ensuring his sailors are unable to hear the siren's call, Odysseus exemplifies a profound form of self-discipline. This ancient story holds a crucial insight. Ignorance and self-constraint can be rational choices. But how do we apply this ancient wisdom to contemporary life? One tantalizingly simple strategy is to avoid the temptation altogether. For instance, shopping for groceries on a full stomach naturally lessens the allure of unhealthy snacks. Similarly, Automating savings directly from your paycheck removes the temptation to spend what you've earmarked for the future. This method of preemptive self-control mirrors Odysseus's strategy, not through sheer willpower, but by making certain temptations inaccessible. The sailor's unawareness of the siren's song through the use of wax earplugs might initially seem puzzling. After all, isn't being informed generally preferable? empowering us to make decisions based on all available information? Yet, the rational choice of ignorance becomes apparent in scenarios where knowledge could lead to unavoidable distress or unproductive behavior. For example, the decision not to know 
about the inheritance of a gene for a terminal, incurable disease is rational if the knowledge would only serve to overshadow one's life with worry, without offering a tangible way to avert the outcome. Furthermore, ignorance can serve as a powerful tool in ensuring impartiality and objectivity. This is why jurors are shielded from inadmissible evidence, and why double-blind studies are a cornerstone of unbiased scientific research. By deliberately restricting access to certain information, we safeguard against bias, ensuring decisions and conclusions are reached based on undistorted data. In embracing the strategic choice of ignorance and skillful self-restraint, we can steer our lives with greater wisdom, making decisions that align more closely with our long-term well-being. This application of rationality, drawing from ancient tales to modern practices, illuminates a path to navigating life's challenges with foresight and prudence. Part 4. When Rational Inquiry Meets the Real World. The Essence of Science. When we try to make sense of the world around us, we often encounter two vastly different kinds of statements. One might say, all bachelors are unmarried, a statement which, by logic's stern rules, cannot be refuted. This is because the very definition of a bachelor is an unmarried man, rendering the statement inherently true and unfalsifiable. Then, there are statements like, all bachelors are unhappy which tread into the realm of empirical claims. These are testable against the reality of our experiences and observations. To assess the validity of such a claim, one must step away from theoretical discourse and engage directly with the world, in this instance, by inquiring into the happiness of self-proclaimed bachelors. Finding even one contented bachelor would dismantle the statement, thereby falsifying it. This distinction underscores a profound insight. Science applies rationality to the real world. Imagine, if you will, a dispute among English monks in 1432 over the number of teeth in a horse's mouth. Such an argument, fueled by references to Aristotle, ancient texts, and even biblical interpretations, could easily become entrenched and irresolvable if confined to the realm of abstract discussion. However, the suggestion to simply examine a horse's mouth directly embodies the scientific approach attributed to Francis Bacon, although the tale may well be apocryphal. This contrast between relying solely on authoritative texts and engaging with empirical evidence is at the heart of Bacon's frustration with the scholastics of his era. These intellectuals, steeped in church tradition, believed understanding could only be derived from logical models interpreted from trusted sources. Bacon, on the other hand, championed a more hands-on approach, advocating for the collection of empirical evidence as a conduit to genuine understanding. Today, we recognize this principle through the lens of confirmation bias. The inclination to acknowledge only the evidence that supports our pre-existing theories while disregarding contradictory data. This concept is crucial for distinguishing between genuine scientific inquiry and pseudoscience. The litmus test often boils down to falsifiability. Are you earnestly searching for evidence that could disprove your hypothesis? Or are you sheltered within the confines of unfalsifiable theories? In elucidating these principles, we glimpse the core of scientific rationality. 
It's not merely about the pursuit of unassailable truths, but about a relentless willingness to question, to observe, and when necessary, to adjust our understanding based on what the real world reveals to us. This marriage of rational inquiry with empirical evidence defines the essence of the scientific method, a beacon guiding our exploration of the mysteries that unfold around us. Part 5. How Institutions Foster Collective Wisdom and Rationality The journey towards rationality and the pursuit of objective truth can occasionally seem like a solitary quest, each of us armed with our faculties, seeking to discern the real from the unreal. Yet according to the insights of David Myers and the enduring wisdom of figures like James Madison, this adventure is far from solitary. It underscores a powerful realization. Our collective pursuit of truth, facilitated by well-designed institutions, can help us overcome our individual biases and limitations, guiding us towards a more rational and impartial understanding of the world. Monotheism, as described by psychologist David Myers, presents an intriguing parallel to the principles of rationalism. It suggests two foundational truths, the existence of a singular truth or deity, and the humbling acknowledgement that we, as individuals, are not the embodiment of that truth. This analogy beautifully captures the essence of rationality. It's an ongoing aspiration rather than a claim to possess all the answers. Here's the core insight. Institutions make us less partial and more rational. Reflecting on the imperfections of human nature, James Madison argued in 1788 that the need for governance arises precisely because of our flaws. Our tendencies towards selfishness, ambition, and partiality necessitate a system that not only acknowledges these traits, but ingeniously channels them towards a more harmonious societal order. Madison advocated for a political system structured around checks and balances, encouraging ambition, but ensuring that it does not infringe upon the collective good. This principle of counterbalancing extends beyond political frameworks. In legal systems, the adversarial approach places opposing lawyers in contention, with impartial judges and juries weighing their arguments. Academia benefits from anonymous peer review, which aims to evaluate scholarly work on its merit, free from personal biases or vendettas. Similarly, the public sphere's dedication to freedom of speech allows for a myriad of ideas to be voiced, evaluated, and contested, a crucible out of which the truth can emerge. If humanity possessed perfect rationality, such institutional safeguards might be unnecessary. However, given our inherent biases and imperfections, these structures play a vital role in nudging us closer to objective truth. They operate on the premise that, through deliberate design and thoughtful competition of ideas, we can mitigate individual errors and bias, fostering an environment where collective wisdom and rational deliberation thrive. In essence, institutions don't just organize our social and political lives, they act as catalysts for collective rationality. By embracing the challenge of human imperfections, we construct systems that elevate our collective pursuit of truth, demonstrating that sometimes the wisest path forward is one that we treat together. Part 6. Fostering a Cooperative Society. The Rationality of Rules and Punishments. Imagine you're at a concert, eagerly waiting for the show to start. As the lights dim, 
you stand up to get a better view, prompting those behind you to do the same. Before you know it, everyone is standing, yet nobody's view has improved. This scenario is a classic representation of a dilemma where individually rational actions lead to a collectively worse outcome, a phenomenon famously known as the tragedy of the commons. This problem isn't reserved for concertgoers alone. It mirrors in the arms races between nations, where the pursuit of security through militarization paradoxically leads to greater insecurity and economic strain for all parties involved. Here's a critical insight. Punishing people for their own good creates a more rational commons. This proposition might seem counterintuitive at first, but consider the role of public goods, roads, sewers, schools, which form the backbone of our communities. These resources benefit everyone, and yet if given the choice, individuals might prefer to enjoy these benefits without contributing to their upkeep, preferring to free ride on the contributions of others. This inclination towards free riding, while individually rational, threatens the very foundation of our communal resources. Nobody wants to be the sucker who pays while others don't. But if everyone adopts this mindset, the communal part dries up, leaving everyone worse off. So how do we navigate out of this predicament? Research involving economic games sheds some light. In these experiments, participants are given money and the opportunity to contribute to a communal pot which promises to double their contributions. The rational choice for the individual is to hold on to their cash, hoping others will fill the pot. However, unsurprisingly, this leads to minimal contributions until the introduction of a game-changing rule, the option to punish free riders. With the possibility of penalties, contributions soar, highlighting a path towards a cooperative equilibrium. This principle extends beyond the laboratory into the very fabric of society. The knowledge that there are consequences for not doing one's part, be it through fines, social disapproval, or more severe legal penalties, encourages compliance with communal obligations, such as paying taxes. The rationale isn't solely about avoiding punishment. It's also driven by a desire not to be the sucker among free riders. Thus, strategically designed rules and the potential for punishment serve as vital tools in aligning individual actions with the collective good. They ensure that public goods are maintained not out of fear, but from a balanced understanding that personal contributions, safeguarded by the assurance of reciprocal compliance, lead to a more prosperous and rational commons for all. Through this lens, punishment isn't merely a deterrent, but a crucial mechanism for fostering cooperation and rationality in society. Part 7. Unraveling the rational basis of our core moral principles. For centuries, the question of what drives us to act morally has intrigued thinkers, with many pointing towards religious laws as the guiding force behind moral behavior. However, a deep dive into philosophical and ethical discussions, dating back to the era of Plato around 2,400 years ago, suggests that our adherence to morality might not solely hinge on divine commandments. In fact, the essence of morality might be more closely tied to reason than we initially thought. Plato posited a poignant argument that challenges the assumption that actions are moral simply because a divine entity commands them. 
If divinely commanded actions had no rationale behind them, they would be arbitrary. On the other hand, if there were rational reasons behind these commandments, implying the actions are inherently moral, then directly engaging with these reasons would be more straightforward and effective than adhering to commandments as an intermediary. This leads to a profound revelation. Our most important moral idea is compelling because it's rational. Considering the intrinsic selfishness and ambition that characterizes human nature, alongside our inherent social orientation, the conundrum then becomes how individuals with competing interests can coexist harmoniously within a society. The answer lies in establishing a set of universally agreed-upon rules, crafted through rational discourse. At the heart of rational discussion is the intolerance for inconsistency. An inconsistent set of beliefs, plagued by contradictions, can justify any action, thus sowing the seeds of anarchy. For instance, claiming the right to rob others while demanding protection from robbery yourself is blatantly contradictory. This rule fails when we recognize that everyone is simultaneously an I and a you in another's perspective, exposing the irrationality of asserting rights for oneself that one would deny to others. This realization nudges us towards an equitable solution, the adoption of rules that apply universally without exception. Such rational discourse leads us to the golden rule, a principle that transcends cultural and religious boundaries, advocating for the treatment of others as one would wish to be treated. This rule resonates across the spectrum of human belief systems, from Hinduism and Buddhism to Confucianism, Christianity, Judaism and Islam, each tradition articulating its own version of this universal moral guideline. Furthermore, this principle forms the bedrock of our moral education, often invoked in the timeless question, how would you like it if someone did that to you? Through this lens, the golden rule not only represents a pinnacle of moral reasoning, but also underscores the inherently rational nature of our most cherished moral ideals. By grounding morality in reason, we recognize the capacity for ethical behavior as not just a divine mandate, but a rational choice, deeply embedded in the fabric of human interaction and societal coexistence. Final summary. Rationality serves as a crucial compass in our journey through life, empowering us to chase our dreams and organize our aspirations in a manner that aligns with our long-term welfare. It offers us a methodology to objectively assess the trade-offs between immediate gratification and our future goals. However, the landscape of rationality is filled with intriguing nuances and paradoxes. There are moments when choosing not to know, embracing a form of strategic ignorance, is actually the more rational option, protecting us from the weight of knowledge that could potentially skew our actions or peace of mind. Additionally, rationality unveils a paradox in the fabric of our social lives. When individuals act purely out of self-interest, the collective often suffers, a phenomenon known as the tragedy of the commons. It's within these paradoxes that the value of institutionalized rationality shines brightest. By integrating rational principles into the structures that govern our societies, we not only mitigate against the pitfalls of individual biases, but also foster a fairer, more cooperative living environment for all. In short, 
rationality is more than just a cold calculation of benefits. It's a nuanced tool that, when understood and applied with consideration to its complexities, can significantly enhance the quality of our lives and the health of our communities. Through this understanding, we can navigate the rich tapestry of human experience with greater wisdom and compassion. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.